The Zamzo's Garden Show is sponsored by Zamzo's. The views, opinions, and advice offered by the show's hosts do not necessarily reflect those of KBOI or its parent company, Cumulus Media. KBOI makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information expressed and shall not be responsible or liable for any claims arising out of the use of or reliance upon any such information. What kind of seeds are you sowing? Why is it so green where you're from? It must be Zamzo's growing in your yard, garden, or barn. You've done it right, you see it. Got the help that you needed. Zamzo's really makes you want to come home. I'm coming home. Cause nobody knows. Like Zamzo's. News Talk 670 KBOI. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on News Talk 670 KBOI. To be a part of the show, call now, 1-800-529-KBOI or 336-3700. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on the Big 670 KBOI. How's it going, everybody? This is the Zamzo's Garden Show, and I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie, and I'm back live in studio this week. Uh, I was uh, preempted last week for an event, so uh wasn't on, but I am here today, and I would love to talk to you. I'm going solo, probably going to be going solo for the next uh, couple weeks. Uh, I got a few uh, f- uh, pokers in the fire as it were, and uh, we got maybe some people that will line up here. Hopefully, I'm still trying to work on having Jim come in. He's He's been wanting to do that, and uh, might have some other folks coming in, too. So, uh, But the stores have been just super busy, and uh, it's been hard to find people to fill the stores up with uh, workers, so we're letting them have a break from that and make sure that they can help all you folks that are heading into the stores and we're doing our best there so we appreciate all of your patience with that if you'd like to be a part of the show this is certainly a place that you can ask questions and i can try to help you as best as i can you can do that at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI you can also reach out to us on facebook if that's something that if that's a platform you use you can use facebook I monitor that every day, so if you have a question, you can always reach me there. You can also always reach me at zamzos at zamzos.com. You can send me an email, and I will answer those questions. I try to be as responsive as I can with those and answer all those questions as soon as they come in as quickly as I can. So appreciate your patience with that, and uh, again, love to talk to you. So we are going uh, solo for today, and i got a few things to talk about, but if there's anything you want to talk about, anything that's on your mind, any projects you're thinking about starting and you're not too sure where to go, give me a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. I want to start with the weather because it has been so nice the last few weeks. It's just been absolutely gorgeous. The other day, uh, I was uh, finishing up with work. We had dinner, and uh, I just had to go outside. took my shoes off, walked around in the grass, and, man, it was so therapeutic to just walk on soil without shoes on. I it's it was a it was a weird thing and uh, it just felt so nice to be outside and just to feel the fresh air and just feel spring coming on it was really really just awesome so uh the weather's been so good uh but we do still have a lot of potential for frost damage over the next few weeks so you really want to be careful about what you get started out in the garden and i know everybody's itching to get everything started and planted and uh you know you really want to be very careful there are a handful of things that you can definitely start planting right now 
And I've been uh, talking about those and posting some of those things on Facebook as I have been. So we'll get into that in a little bit and what you can plant right now and some of the ways you might want to be prepared for a potential frost because we still do have a lot of uh, potential for that over the next few weeks. Looks like we already got a phone call from Bob in Boise. Bob, how's it going? How can I help you today? I'm well, thank you, sir. Always glad to hear you guys. Appreciate it. Hey, um, um, you know, the, the, all the green trash uh, cans have organic materials that the city takes out and, and, and creates that mulch. Yeah. So last year, I went out and got a, well, last fall, I went out and got a, a, a yard fr- from the prison of that material, brought it home. Yeah. And spread it all over the lawn and... It it doesn't it it's hydrophobic as it turns out. I mm. stressed almost all of my garden. Mm. Why don't they? Why don't they? Why doesn't somebody talk about uh, the use of that or? Or the, or the wisdom to to use it. Yeah, I'm not sure. You know, um, it was it's been a few years since I've looked into that. I live in Nampa, so I don't uh, get to take part in that uh, system. And I don't. I have. I've, I've talked to a few managers over the years, or a few folks that have have tried it, and they've just not been super happy with it. And I don't. I, that's the first time I've heard of it being hydrophobic, and that's too bad. I'm wondering. Um, there's there's certain things that can be done, and actually, when you do a composting, water is a major element. It should be uh, uh, they should add water to it during the entire process. And I'm wondering if uh, it maybe just gets dry dried out too much. And uh, you, a lot of times, when that organic matter gets dried out, it 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 takes a while for it to get you know, reabsorb it, reabsorb that moisture. So I'm not sure what a great option for that. You know, we do have, um, I hate to, you know, add a product onto it, but we, I do have, we have this, uh, product called Peniturf that is, um, it's kind of like a surfactant, uh, but for the soil and it, it yeah, might be I, something I, I, that I would use that before. Yeah. I use that before on the lawn. Yeah. And, uh, what, what I, I, and I thought about doing that, but then I just took our, our uh, the leaves from the trees and just spread them all over the garden. Yeah. I dug all of them kind of together. And then this spring, I went and bought some earthworms and uh, added those. And now I'm just kind of watching it. But it just kind of bothered me that... Yeah. Yeah, I yeah I'll, I'll, I thought I was doing the right thing, and then I like oh, well no, yeah I, you know I'm and, just hoping and everything comes back yeah I you know I'm sure it'll 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 come back it probably it, I'm sure by now it's probably worked down into the soil and it's had the snow and the water and everything on it so it's probably going to be a lot better right now I'm not sure what the best fix I'll have to ask around and see if I can get in touch with somebody over there and see if there's something about that process that they're doing that maybe could be uh actually i was talking to joss samzo the other day um and we were talking about maybe going to look because we're starting to bring in a local organic compost but it's a dairy manure compost it's not a plant-based compost like that uh the boise city stuff is and that tends to be a little richer has a little bit more kind of a weight uh waterness to it and i think it wouldn't have nearly as as much of an issue as a plant-based one that maybe Maybe it, you know, and maybe it's just been sitting there for a little too long, and it was just too too dry to begin with. So I, you know, you know those are they've just got mounds of that stuff out there, and yeah. it's all there, there's none of it that's moist at all. I just yeah. want to know, and and I listen to you guys regularly. And I thought, well, maybe I'm not the 
the only dummy sure. that went out and did that. <laughs> well, I'm sure. I don't think you're a dummy, but uh, you know, you're using the stuff that you have. Um, you know, and maybe it's a maybe it's a situation where it's just better to get actually worked into the soil, like tilled in or worked over. Um, you know, the only other thing I could think of would be maybe doing something like an aeration and putting it over the top of the aeration so it gets down into the soil a little bit deeper. Um, but well, yeah, I, I think I'm waiting to see if all of my reprocessing and turning because I didn't turn it real deep, just about the top two or three inches. Yeah, and that's and, usually uh, okay. And then I'm watering it in, and then, then we'll see. And, yeah. and, and if it works, I have problems. I'll call you another time. I'll also <laughs> listen for other people. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. If anybody else has had uh, experience with that, I know. I'm trying to think. I think. Uh, I think Callie might have. I'm trying to. I, I know I've talked to somebody. I'll try. I'll ask around uh, to some of the folks that I know that live in Boise and see if uh, anyone else has had experience with it and what their uh, what what their experience has been. Well, that, and maybe they that would have, be real interesting. Yeah, because I'm not. I you know I haven't honestly talked to a lot of folks uh, in the last probably year year and a half, maybe even two years that have actually used it. So I I would be interested as well. I know they made a big deal out of it. Um, Gosh, it feels well, like three surface, or four years it's ago. It's a wonderful thing where you can go and get all that free organic compost. And, right. You know. Yeah. But. Well, but if it it causes a heartache, <laughs> <advised> then <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it's causing problems, then it, it, it it's yeah. more trouble than it's worth. So yeah, I'll ask around for you, Bob, and uh, feel free to shoot me an email, zamzos at zamzos dot com. And uh, I'll try to see if I can ask a few folks, see if I can find anybody who's used it and maybe has a, 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 some ideas. And, uh, and sure. if I get a chance, I'll talk to Jim about it, too. He might have an idea because uh, hey, he, he sure usually has an you opinion. guys and, and your help this morning. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the call, Bob. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to reach out to us. And uh, hopefully we can uh, figure something out for you. So. Sounds like it's time for a break, so we will go do that. If you want to be a part of the show, we'd love to talk to you. You can give us a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBY. This is the Zamzo's Garden Show, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Callie Zamzo, and April is Weed Awareness Month at Zamzo's. And when it comes to my dog, Bella, and our cats, I never let them come into contact with weed killers or insecticides that could potentially harm them. That's why I so appreciate the many natural solutions we offer at Zamzo's for controlling weeds in your yard. You know, my dad always taught me the best way to have no weeds is to have a healthy lawn. That's because a lush green lawn literally crowds out most weeds. And the few that do appear, you can easily spot kill using one of Zamzo's natural solutions. But if you do have to put down one of our safe chemical weed killers, you can use our new Safer Step Blue Indicator dye to know when it's safe for your pets to go back in the yard again. Of course, we all hope to avoid using any weed killers or insecticides on our lawn. But if you have to, play it safe with Safer Step and by using one of the many natural, worry-free solutions from Zamzo's. Because for 88 years, when it comes to the health and safety of your precious pets, nobody knows like Zamzo's. News talk doesn't have to be boring. Weekday mornings at 5, it's Casper and Chris on 670 KBOI. All right, we are back for part two of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie, and we are live in studio. So if you want to be a part of the show, give me a call, 208-336-3700 
or 1-800-529-KBOI. Those phone lines are open, and I'll take your calls, answer your questions, help you get started on any of those projects that you've been wanting to do. Today's going to be a great day to do it. It's nice and cool, not super hot yet, but, uh, you know, it's going to get warm. Uh, it isn't yet, but uh, we still are a few weeks away from our last frost date. Uh, there's always debate <laughs> at the Zamzo's office. Uh, what, what day exactly is the last frost date? Some of us say, uh, May 10th. Some others say May 7th or 6th. And, you know, I think it's just, it's around that time. <laughs> so we still have a few weeks of, uh, uh, frost danger. So I just wanted to make sure that everybody, if you're planning on getting that garden started, you definitely want to have some sort of frost guard, have like your wall of waters, or I think the one we have is called a season starter. And uh, they're very helpful, especially if you want to get some of those things planted early, get some of those things set up on them, and uh, they really do a great job of keeping that frost off those plants. So there's a lot of options to do that to help get your uh, your garden started off right. One quick tip for that, too, if you're planning on planting stuff, put that frost guard or something like that out uh, a, a couple of days before you go to plant because that'll help warm the soil up a little bit and uh, reduce the shock of those plants getting outside. Uh, I know we still have some, so I wanted to get, actually, before I get into that, uh, real quick, uh, we do have uh, a lot of things that we can start planting right now that are cold-hardy, and uh, you can get going right now. I've been posting up on Facebook some of the things that you might want to start planting or thinking about planting right now. We have our seed uh, starting guide that you can download at zamzos.com, and uh, you can find that in the download section. It's a really helpful guide that just kind of shows you kind of week by week based on that last frost date when you can start, when you should start planting some of these things. And one of the, a few of the things that uh, are have come up recently uh, are your peas. If you have... Uh, if you're somebody who likes to plant peas in the garden, now's a great time to get those started. A lot of people probably started them the other uh, the other week, but uh, there's still plenty of time to get peas in the ground and get those started because they will handle a light frost. And by the time they start to come up, we'll be right at that last frost time. A few other things you can plant right now. Spinach. Spinach is a really good one. Really easy to plant. Grows really quickly. And uh, you can get that those seeds planted in the ground right now. Um, and let's see, cauliflower is another one. I'm not a big cauliflower flan, flan. (laughs) I'm not a big cauliflower fan. I prefer broccoli and I know they're like, they're closely related, but it's a really interesting situation there. Now, cabbage, cabbage is definitely something I am a big fan of. I use tons of cabbage for lots of different things, and now's a great time to get cabbage seeds started if you want to do that. Uh, you can get those in the ground right now. And uh, potatoes. I know the stores are really close to running out of some of the potatoes, so they might not have them. I know I was at the Franklin store, and they didn't have any left the other day, but uh, I know I noticed there were some still at uh, like our Overland store, some probably at the Chinon store. So some of those larger stores, you might be able to find some of those potatoes left. I know the Reds are just about out yukons are probably close behind uh but they still have russets and things like that so uh if you're looking to plant some potatoes now's a great time to do that and uh you can get all those things started this weekend this would be a great one to do it and uh before you do that you might want to take a little bit of time and make sure you prepped your garden beds make sure you clean out any of the weeds get in all that 
kind of debris that's kind of accumulated, any of the dead weeds, any of that stuff. Rake all that stuff up. Get it nice and, uh, you know, make it look nice and pretty because that's always fun. And uh, put a little extra compost over the top and work it in. Uh, as our last caller, Bob, was mentioning, uh, working it in only a couple of inches is actually just perfect because you don't want to really uh, rototill a ton all the time because that can disrupt a lot of the microbiology in the soil. So just a little turnover is all you need to really get that compost into the ground and start working. You can also do a little bit of fertilizing even before you start planting. It's a good idea to do a little bit of fertilizing, something like our Nutri-Rich is a fertilizer I like to use. Uh, in my garden prep, I'll actually apply it uh, to the soil before I've even planted anything because as it starts to break down, it releases into the soil and it just sits there, waits for those plants to become available uh, or to start to grow up, and then it's got food for it right away. So as soon as it's ready to start eating, it's got that food available for it. So lots of stuff we can do out in the garden and get ready. Uh, and if you are if you already are ready, lots of stuff you can start planting. I know plants are coming in daily almost at all the stores, so a lot of that stuff's coming in, and uh, we should be getting a lot of the tomatoes and the peppers and all those other things will be coming in over the next week or so as well. So as we get closer to that last frost date, more and more things start to show up. So it's a great time to really get p- prepared, get the garden ready, get all that stuff there. So once we do break that weather, you can get going and start that garden. If you want to be a part of the show, we'd love to talk to you. Give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529. This is the 529 KBY. I better finish that. <laughs> Thanks, Tara. <laughs> uh, 1-800-529-KBY. If you want to be a part of the show, I'd love to take your call. Uh, let's see. What are some of the other things that are going on? Uh, uh, I, I've noticed as I've been driving around that, man, uh, the trees are starting to bloom. And that's one of my favorite times of the year when those early spring trees really start to get going. It just looks so nice driving down the road with have all those pretty flowers growing out in the lawns and the, you know, the driveways and all those things. And uh, there's a few things that you might want to think about doing for your trees right now. Uh, I think uh, when they bloom is always a good time to think about uh, feeding them. Thrive is a, a, you know, one we talk about constantly Uh, just about on anything we do. But Thrive is a great fertilizer, and you so versatile, you can use it on just about everything. So if you haven't done that, I think the blooming, or if you start to notice some of the trees, like my Katsura trees, my hornbeams are starting to really push, just just breaking buds and the leaves are just starting to come out. And that's a great time to think about uh, feeding them and getting a good dose of Thrive on those trees will really help them have all the nutrients that they need. So as they start to push that growth, they've got plenty of uh, fertilizer to really get going. So think about that as you're getting ready. And as you have some of those uh, that thrive mixed up, you know, go ahead and put around all your other plants that are starting to pop out in the flower beds and they'll be good to go. They will be very happy for having that extra food right now. And uh, they'll push and they'll look really nice and you'll just be super happy with it. The other few other things uh, I was thinking about with trees uh, today, too. A lot of folks always ask, uh, when's a good time to prune? And I usually say, like, right now, if you're thinking about pruning, go ahead and do a little bit of pruning. You can do some now. You don't want to do too much. You don't want to do a heavy pruning right now. But if you've got some limbs that are starting to touch each other, uh, uh, if they've got some that are broken or uh, look like they're not really popping any buds, go ahead and prune those things out. If there's some that are in your way, that's another one. You can always prune those out, but just don't do too much. But you can do plenty of that sort of stuff right now, and the trees are not going to be 
damaged by that. That's they're just going to be happy that uh, get rid of that extra stuff that they don't need. So you can do that if you've got trees that are uh, kind that fruit. Uh, there's a lot of like the plums uh, that tend to bloom right now. Those are the pink flowered plums uh, or crab apples are starting to bloom a lot. Um, What's the other? The white one. Pears. Pears are another one. Lots of pears are blooming right now. And if you've got some of those around the house that always produce fruit that are just a nuisance, they don't, you know, they're not ones, fruits that you eat like a crab apple. You know, you don't really eat a crab apple. I think there's some people that do things with crab apples, but I've never really done anything with them, but rake them up. Um, you can absolutely, uh, right now spray the, uh, it's called a florel. It's a growth, uh, inhibitor. It just prevents that fruit from forming. And right now is the time you would want to do that. If you are doing something like that, just be aware, take a moment and just make sure there's no bees in those trees as you, as you start to spray them. It's not an insecticide, so it shouldn't hurt them. But, you know, it's just not a good practice to spray a whole bunch of bees with something, even though it's not going to really hurt them. Uh, you know, it, it certainly could cause some issues. So just be aware of what's going on in the trees and, and even in the lawn, too. You know, if you've got a lot of bees swarming in a tree that's blooming, you know, maybe take a break. Don't, don't do a whole lot of spraying right then. Uh, let those bees do their feeding, and then they'll move on, and then you're safe to start spraying around. Uh, even, you know, even just waiting until the evening is a good time. Those bees will find a place to go, uh, during the evening and you can spray without causing any potential harm to the bees. And that's something we always want to be aware of. So if you want to be a part of the show, I'd love to talk to you. I'm going solo probably for the next few weeks, but you can give me a call today at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Those phone lines are wide open, and I will take your calls, answer your questions, do all that sort of thing. Uh, A couple of things coming up over the next few weeks. Uh, We've been doing a video every Thursday, part of our Weed Awareness Month. Uh, I have noticed a lot of weeds, and I'm going to get into that here probably in the next segment. Uh, But we do have some more of those videos planned for the next few weeks. I have one that I'm really excited about. I think I'm going to make some food for my uh, friends Chris and Corey uh, but uh, sh- I'm going to actually make it from weeds. <laughs> I'm going to harvest some dandelions, some mallow, uh, anything else I can find that's edible because there's a lot of those. Uh, a lot of those weeds are actually edible and uh, don't, you know, they don't taste bad. They taste just like a plant. So you can absolutely do that. So I'm going to show some folks how to make some food with those and uh, it should be a good video. So we're going to go to a quick break. We'll be right back here on the Zamzo's Garden Show on KBOI. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. Hi, this is Jim Zamzo, and the two questions we're getting at all of our stores right now are how can I green up my lawn and how can I get rid of those weeds? Well, believe it or not, if you feed your lawn with Zamzo's lawn food, you won't have many weeds to get rid of. That's because Zamzo's lawn food feeds and improves the soil, giving you a thick, lush green lawn that literally crowds out the weeds. You see, 40 years ago, I set out to design the perfect lawn food for Treasure Valley soils using biologically correct ingredients that were safe enough to feed a cow. Well, after years of testing, Zamzo's lawn food was introduced and outperformed every other fertilizer on the market. Plus, you can buy it one bag at a time or as part of our annual program. You also get 10% off all plants and lawn and garden supplies for the rest of the year. So if you want a lush green lawn with little or no weeds, feed it first with Zamzo's Biologically Correct Lawn Food. Nobody knows like Zamzo's. 
Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are 670-KBOI. All right, we are back for part three the Zamzo's Garden Show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie, and uh, with me today is just Tara. Just Tara and I hanging out. We're just uh, chatting in between breaks here, but I'd love to talk to you if you have any questions, anything you're wondering about or have uh, you know have a project or something you might want to start today and you have some questions about it. I'd love to answer those for you. You can give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. We have Mike on the line who called during the break. How can we help you today, Mike? Yes, I have numerous cherry trees and uh apricot trees that are just in bloom and uh, it's about ready to hit a near record freeze tonight how can i help to protect them yeah how big a trees are they uh, i planted them four years ago okay so um there's a couple of things you can do um i would say probably your best bet if you can is maybe to get um something like uh the frost blankets something that's uh we sell them it's like a it's like a really thin, um, uh, I don't even know what the material, I would call the material, but it's, it's really thin. It doesn't take much to keep that frost off of them. But really, if you can just, if it's not, if they're not too tall, just getting something over the top of them, uh, throwing it over the top, you might have to, you know, get a ladder or something up there to get it all the way over. But that frost will help keep it as it set, starts to settle. It'll, the frost will actually settle on that blanket and won't touch the flowers. And I think that would be your, your best bet. There's a lot of things they used to do. Um, and they actually, they still do it in some places. You can, uh, they would do, um, I think they call them muck pots, uh, where they basically would burn kerosene. I don't know that it's something I would do in the backyard. Um, but aside from that, you can, if you have some water, you can go out there. I think the real thing is to try to keep an eye on when it's going to come, when the frost is going to set. Usually going to happen around six to seven o'clock in the morning is when that frost usually hits. If you can be out there and even just spray a little bit of water over the top of them, that'll actually, that water moving around will actually stop that frost from happening. So uh, those would probably be my best bets. Um, I think your frost blanket is probably the the best option for you. Well, I got 30-some trees. Oh, uh, you have a lot of trees. Yeah, (laughs) okay. You've got a lot of trees. Yeah, so what you're going to want to look at are something like those those, – and unfortunately, we don't have them. I think I'll have to ask Gary what he does. Um, but I think if you can actually even just uh, going out and starting a, a you know, just making a little like campfire that can help kind of warm that area up. Uh, you could also, if you have some sprinklers set up, you can turn those sprinklers on, like I said, around five to six o'clock in the morning as those sprinklers, the moving water will actually raise the temperature just a little bit and that can help uh, prevent that frost from hitting them. Uh, and yeah, that, that's a, certainly a different option. Um, I think, um, and even if you've got that many trees, you know, you may even consider some of those muck pots. I don't know where you would find them, but I know I've seen them around. I was in Washington last year. Uh, where was I at? I was around, uh, what city was that? I even forget what city it was, but it was, it's a big farming community and actually they have those muck pots there. So I know there's something out there, uh, probably somewhere you can find them. Um, 
I don't know exactly what fuels they use anymore, but you know that for a long-term solution, if you've got that many trees, a, a solution like that might be a good one for you. And I know you can even get some of those sprinklers that can be set to turn on when the uh, temperature gets to that point where it's just about to frost, um, and then they'll just kick on. Yeah, they'll just actually kick on by themselves. I'm not sure where to get them, unfortunately. Um, I'm sure there's some ag supply places. I will, uh, if you send me an email, zamzos at zamzos.com, I will pass it along to Gary at our Middleton store, and I'll try to talk to Jim because I know they've got that orchard out in Emmett, and uh, I'm not sure what they do for that, but they're growing plums, which I think are a little bit further along, so they they don't usually go quite as early as the cherries and the apricots do. I know apricots are always a tough one because they just like to bloom so early. Uh, for around here, it's really common for them to get hit. Would uh, a turned-on gas grill next to them work? Mm, you know, it, it, I don't know if it's gonna. I don't know if it's gonna radiate out far enough to get to cover too many trees. You know what I mean? Um, maybe even something like uh, uh, like one of those. Um, I'm thinking of like you know those little burners that you would get for deep frying a turkey. <laughs> You know, an open grill like that, maybe that's got a little bit of a propane sort of heat to it, or even just uh, uh, you know some of the propane heaters might even do it. Uh, you know, well, I got a, one of those. So yeah, something um, like that might radiate out, out a little bit more. But I think if you even just started, just you know, it doesn't have to be something blazing. Just like something in a small fire pit uh, can help raise that temperature a little bit and help radiate out a little bit from where those are. And that you just need it to keep from frost that's the thing about frost you know is it just it only hits right one little bit of time in the morning and then it you know it just persists so if you can keep it up above that frost that that temperature for just a touch usually you're okay um uh, my asian pears are blooming too is there a use the same thing for them i probably yeah i would yeah or I didn't know if they were a tougher breed or not. You know, it's it, they, they. I think they are. They are certainly tougher than an apricot. But I think any any if it's if it's a hard frost, it's gonna it's gonna hit anything. So it just depends on how hard the frost is. And even from that, you know, if it's a light frost or it just shows up for a second right as the sun's coming up, um, you know, it might not persist for very long, and you might not have too much to deal with. So, um. Yeah, I think anything you can do to just get that temperature up a little bit, you know, like I said, I think maybe, um, you know, kind of going that idea of the muck pot route where even just setting up like just a small little campfire in a few spots might keep that warmth and, and, and move it around those, those areas. But, uh, yeah, that's probably about the best I could really think of. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for the call, Mike. I appreciate that. That's always a tough one. I know apricots uh, over the years, uh, folks have always had problems with apricots because they just bloom. Same with like uh, peaches will tend to bloom. Any of those stone fruits seem to bloom really quickly. I know my cherries are blooming, but I've never really had much of a frost issue with them over the last few years. So, yeah, and that's a tough one. If anyone else has a, a lot of trees like that out and uh, that they keep and has a, 
a solution for that and wants to give us a call. I would love to hear what you might do to keep the frost off of your trees. Give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. So um, let's see. I'm going to switch gears a little bit here and talk about some weed control because this is the time of year. I mean, you know, you're just driving around a little bit. You just start to notice that the dandelions popping up. There's lots of things starting to grow. I've noticed a few things out in my lawn and garden, and it's time to really think about getting those under control. It's not too late to do some of your preventers, uh, particularly the crabgrass preventer is the one that you want to really want to focus on right now. We're about uh, I would say maybe two, two, three weeks before we're past the time where the crabgrass preventer is going to be effective. Um, so you definitely want to get that out there right now. If you don't have your watering on just yet, it's okay. It doesn't need that much water. A little bit of the dew in the morning will be plenty of water to get that worked in and uh, keep those weeds from showing up in your lawn a little bit later in the uh you know, as we kind of get into summer, crabgrass is one of those things that just, you know, once it starts, it's a tough one to get rid of. And there are some controls for it once it gets into the lawn. But if you can prevent it, that's a great way to do it. And right now, you got plenty of time to do that. It's been warm enough that you can absolutely do some of the, uh, the post-emergent controls. So if you are noticing some dandelions, again, same with your spraying your trees. Make sure there's no bees around. Try to do it in the evening, but you can absolutely start spraying for some weeds if that's something that you are uh, akin to do. You can absolutely do that right now. We've got some really great options, something like our Ultra is really good. Broad uh, leaf weed killer you can use in the lawn. You can also use some of our organic controls. We've got a couple of really good ones that you can absolutely use in the lawn and do a really good job of preventing or killing those weeds. But like I said, just make sure you're doing it kind of in the evening or in the morning when the bees aren't present because you don't want to spray anything out there when the bees are active and eating on those flowers. And they do like to eat the dandelions because there's plenty of stuff for them to eat right now, but they're going to go to anything that's got a flower on it and they're going to try to eat. And we want to try to prevent any harm to those bees. So let's see, we've got a call from Richard in Meridian. Richard, how's it going? How can I help you? Hi, good to talk to you. And forgive me if I'm repeating a question that someone asked earlier. I haven't been, uh, I haven't been able to listen this morning, but I wanted to catch you guys before you went off the air. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, So what I want to do, I want to tackle this lawn, right? This is the first time in six years I've been able to actually give it some real tender loving care. I mean, I've been on the Zamzo's uh, lawn program and been mowing once a week, you know, every summer. But now I really want to get it looking real good. So I'm thinking, well, all the research that I've done is, aeration, overseeding, and starter for fertilizer. And can I tackle that? Can I do that now in the spring and in the fall? From what I see, the fall is the right time to do it. Um, yeah, so there's um, there's a lot. Actually, this is a topic that I, I actually – I like to talk about quite a bit because, um, you know, as you mentioned, you've, you've researched a lot of stuff and that's fantastic. One of the things I've noticed when, uh, you look on, uh, you start to kind of research those topics. There's a lot of, um, I tend to call it opinion. And I kind of preface that by saying mine is also opinion. There's really not a wrong or right time to do it. Um, there are better times to do certain things and there are worse times to do certain things right now. Um, so let's see, is there a particular issue you've had in the lawn that you want to try to correct or are you kind of just going, yeah. what's, what's the kind of, what, what yeah. are you kind of trying to fix in the lawn right now? 
It's it's thin. Um, okay. It's spotty. Okay. Um, there's gaps, and in the gaps, there's weeds growing. Okay. So I um, bit the bullet and got some of that tenacity stuff. Everyone seems to love that. Mm. And um, I shot some of the um, some of the weeds, and um, now I'm just waiting. I guess that takes a couple of weeks to happen. And yeah. then I was thinking then maybe I, you know, this spring I do the overseed or should I wait or should I do it spring? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not familiar with tenacity. I'm assuming it's a weed killer. Was it a spray on? Okay. Yeah. It's spray on herbicide. Yeah. So usually when you have, when you're using a a weed killer, a spray on weed killer, um, or really any weed killer, you've got a period of time where you have to observe, uh, you can't do any kind of overseeding or planting. And typically with, a lot of the ones we sell, it's usually about 14 days. So you do have to observe that time. Now, what I would do, uh, I don't like to, if you've got weeds and you need to plant lawn or get the lawn thickened up, I don't like to spray the weeds because you kind of get into that cycle where in between that 14 days, you have to wait before you can put the new seed down. A lot of times new weeds show up. So I kind of like say, you know, forget (laughs) that. Just get the seed in there because a lot of times if you can get the grass growing and thickened up, it'll actually choke out a lot of those weeds. Grass is very good at Mm -hmm. outcompeting a lot of things. So that's okay. What I would do is wait that time and uh, get, uh, get some seed ready. I wouldn't necessarily do an aeration right now. What I would prefer to do, especially if you're going to overseed, is I would recommend doing a thatching, uh, getting like the power rake, going through the the lawn with the power rake, and that'll tear up a lot of the dead material and things that might have accumulated on top of the grass over the years. And it pulls out a ton of that dead material. But what it also does is it exposes a lot of that soil so that when you put that seed down, that seed gets good seed-to-soil contact. And it'll come up really nice and have a lot of places to grow. And will and actually will come back looking really good. I did a, a thatching uh, probably about, I want to say it's about six or seven years ago. And that was the best my lawn looked in a really long time. So if you do the thatching right after you're done, you've cleaned all that up, get your seed down. I like to put a, a, a bag of humagreen over the top of it. Humagreen's a fantastic mm-hmm. cover. And you don't need to do any other fertilizing because the humagreen has some fertilizer in it, but it also holds onto water. It really helps that seed come in. And it's got a lot of iron, so it'll come in really nice, bright green and look fantastic. You're looking at about... Mm-hmm. 10 to 14 days before the grass seed's going to come in. So if you get that grass seed down now, it's going to be coming up right around the last frost and you'll be in good shape. It'll be coming in. Then you've usually got to wait about two weeks before, uh, or excuse me, you've got to wait two mowing. So you have to be able to mow the lawn two times before you can start using your weed killer. But by the time that seeds really come in, uh, you know, like I said, it's out competing a lot of those weeds. You don't have to spray nearly as much. So if you want to do the aeration, you can absolutely do that as well. What I like to do is aerate, wait till those plugs have worked back into the soil, and then do your seeding. Um, And we've got plenty of time to do that. I don't like to put seed over the top of an aeration because if the seed goes down in the hole and it germinates, that hole closes up. It just kills that new grass. It's not going to grow up higher. Um, so I like to wait till the holes have closed back in. I know a lot of people do it the other way and it just never made sense to me, but you can absolutely do either one of those right now. And now's a great time to do it because we've still got a couple weeks till that last frost. If you do that aeration, you're about probably about seven to 10 days. Then you can get your seed down. And again, I really recommend the human green as your cover and your starter fertilizer. And it will look fantastic. 
Oh, that's great advice, man. Um, yeah, whatever gets the best results. I've got one of those manual um, aerators, a core, I yeah. think it's called. You, okay. You pull out those plugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, my launch just one of those typical, um, you know, um, <laughs> lawns. It's not very big, maybe 1,200 <laughs> sure. square feet. So I, I can't justify getting one of those sure, uh, sure, power sure. core things. Yeah, no worries. So um, um, if you think that that is pretty good, um, other than just poking holes, you know, just like uh, you, you might know, even yeah. Uh, just if you have a steel rake, you can just do do uh, you know a hard steel rake and just rake that you know that dead stuff out and put your seed down over the top of that. So Richard, okay. I have to go to a break, but if you want to stay on the line, I can finish up answering your calls here in just a moment. Uh, but yeah, stay on the line. I'll get to you, and I'll get to Adela here in just a moment on the Zamzos Garden Show on KBOI. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Zamzo, and April is Weed Awareness Month at Zamzo's. And along with eliminating weeds in your lawn and underneath your bird feeder, Zamzo's can help you control and eliminate weeds in your garden as well. One of my dad's favorite tricks is mulching the garden with alfalfa hay. Dad covers the entire area around each plant with hay to prevent weeds from coming up and hold in the moisture. The hay decomposes, creating nutrient-rich organic material that really improves your soil. Zamzo's also carries a number of different weed preventers that when properly applied early can prevent weeds for up to six months. Of course, Zamzo's also stocks an array of handy tools like the winged weeder and the hula hoe that make removing weeds easy. And since April is Weed Awareness Month, if you have a weed you want to identify, the experts at Zamzo's can tell you what it is and how to get rid of it. So if pulling weeds in the garden is not your cup of tea, pull into your nearest Zamzo's and let us help you deal with weeds the safe and easy way. Nobody knows like Zamzo's. Nate Shellman, live, weekday afternoons, 3 to 6, on 670 KBOI. All right, we are back for part four. I went over the last segment, but that's okay. We've got a few minutes left, and we got a few calls on the line. We were able to help Richard during the break. So let's get to Adela in, where is Adela? Caldwell, Adela, how can I help you today? Well, I, you just brought back some memories. I, I oh. just had to laugh because you talked about the dandelions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a big fat mama, and she had a house full of skinny little kids. And so I remember the summers that she would dig up all these dandelion greens and feed them to us. Oh, yeah. She, she couldn't eat them, but she, I think I ate more dandelion greens than anybody because I couldn't get away from the table. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. I, you know, it's not something I've ever done, but you know, every time, every year, I'm always thinking, man, I know people do this, but so how did you, did you, did you just kind of ha- get to have them with a salad, or how, how did, how did they kind of oh, get no, prepared? She just, she just put them in a, a little bit of a pan of a little bit of water, okay, and steamed them, and uh, then there it was, and I was the only one that couldn't get out because I was trapped in the corner. <laughs> I see. <laughs> so so kinda, I ate. Yeah. I ate lots of those, and you know, I'm still skinny. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're supposed to be really good for you. They got a lot of vitamins and minerals, all sorts of good stuff for you, and I can oh, imagine. I'm glad to hear it that. It sounds well, like... I, uh, thank you so much for bringing back the Yeah, that that's awesome. So, it's, yeah, it sounds like you kind of made it like a spinach, almost, like you would do yeah, a no, steamed like spinach. A spinach uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Uh, but, but we had no butter. Now, I grew up during the wartime, <laughs> yeah. so it was just the margarine. Yeah. That had it was a white grease and it mm-hmm. had a, a a yellow bubble in the middle and you pushed it <laughs> and it colored the whole thing and that was 
it was our pre pretend butter. Well, that's awesome. Well, we'll try we'll try to bring it back. We'll introduce everybody to the 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 joys of harvesting dandelions. So oh, good. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you for the call, Adela. I really appreciate that. That's always nice a, a nice one to hear. Um, I let's see. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I don't have enough time. Doug, hey, Doug, stay on the line. I will get to you. I'll answer your call here after we're done. I am out of time, and I'm sorry about that, but uh, I will take your call. I appreciate all the calls today. That was a lot of fun. Um, lots of stuff going on at Zamzos. I will talk to you all next week here on the Zamzos Garden Show on KBOI. This is Jim Zamzo, and with me are my two kids. Hey, Dad. What's up, Pop? Well, Joss, I have a question for you both. What's this Weed Awareness Month where you're asking people to bring a bag of weed to Zamzo's? Dad, it's not a bag of weed. It's a bag of weeds that folks want to get rid of in their lawn and garden. Well, April is a great month to do that, but what about using a natural solution? Our hope is that people will try the new line of natural weed killers at Zamzo's, which are a safe alternative to Roundup. There are three different products, including a selective weed killer for lawns, a non-selective weed killer that kills everything and finally a total vegetation killer that even kills the toughest weeds brush and vines it's going to take a big bag to hold that weed weeds dad we don't want people to get the wrong idea but we do want folks to identify and eliminate weeds now during zamzo's weed awareness month which is why everyone should bring us a bag of their weeds you did say weeds yes dad he said weeds just making sure nobody knows like zamzo's